Yes. Um, hello, everybody. So I have been um, kind of pondering about what to what to share on today and just really asking God um, where we should be going, what should we be thinking about and stuff like that. And uh, as part of that, I've just been thinking about how do we live through the time that we're in really well. So we're in a season that none of us want to be in. And we're going to pray that it finishes as soon as as soon as is possible. Um, and yet at the same time, it doesn't look like it's going to it's going to end anytime soon. So as part of um, something that can can be helpful during the season, it, it's really good to just be thinking, well, how can I live it well? So when I look back and I look back at what undoubtedly will be described as one of the greatest challenges of our lives. Um, how can I make sure that when I look back, I don't have any regrets about the, de the decisions I made and how I I've just seen a text from Ali saying, yes, we could all hear you. Ha ha ha. Um, and uh, you know what? As a church, we're never going to be described as the slickest operation. All right. Well, you can you can hear when you're meant to be hearing 1 Corinthians 13, Mike asking about the buzzing from his fridge. As far as I'm aware, we're the only church that's ever had somebody giving a reading upside down. But what I would love us to be described uh, as is a church that's kind and a church that, you know what, when the going got tough, <clears throat> it got even kinder and it got even more loving rather than less so. And as I've been reflecting on this for, my, for myself, one of the uh, people that's come into my head from the Bible is a guy called Barnabas. And you can read his story in the story of the early church, which is in the book of Acts. And um, I, I, in a way, I mean, I'm, I'm finding that going through the strain that we're going through as churches today, reading the New Testament suddenly comes alive in a new way because there we're engaged with a church that that was in, under constant pressure, that was under persecution, where people were being killed and people were being imprisoned. And um, Barnabas in that church, if you read the story, plays this key role. But in many ways, it's, it's also a hidden role. It's a role that's um, in the background. And his main gift, uh, it seems to be from reading his story, was not a particularly glamorous gift. It wasn't one that could be described as sexy. It wasn't a gift that maybe people would grow up thinking, oh, I want to make that my life's ambition. Um, but he gave his life to it. And it was the gift of encouragement. And uh, actually, Barnabas wasn't his real name. Barnabas was just a nickname. His, his actual name was Joseph. But uh, the, the, the early church, they saw the way that, that Barney lived and they decided to call him a son of encouragement as a nickname, Barnabas. It's like they thought to themselves, wow, if encouragement had a baby, it would look like Barney. So that's what we're going to call him from now on. And we're all of us called to this. And that's something I've been pondering just in these days, because if one word would describe how many of us feel at this time, it's discouraged. It's not encouraged, it's discouraged. And discouragement is, if nothing else, um, being in a place of fear, I think. It's when you've lost your courage. And so now there's more opportunity than there has ever been to be an encourager. And as a church, as Mike was saying earlier, one of the things that I, I love about this community is how uh, generous and encouraging we are. So this is not something that's going to be new for lots of us, but I hope it will be something we can press into. And so in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, Paul writes, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. And there are people in this uh, church who are amazing at this, and they inspire me. 
I am not someone for whom I would say the gift of encouragement comes naturally, even though it's something we're all commanded to do. So I've been looking at Barney's life and I've been asking myself the question, what can I learn from him? You know what, if I want to look back and say, during this season of crisis, I was someone who built others up and who spurred others on and who championed them to run well. Um, how might I do that? What can I learn from this guy who seemed to do that when he was under pressure and when the church around him was struggling as well? And here's just a few things that I've noticed from his life. The first one is that Barney was a giver. It was in his nature. And I'm not just talking financially. Um, let me just read this to you. So Acts chapter four, verse 33 says, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there was no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them and brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet. Isn't it crazy just to think that as we've done the hardship fund, um, the church has been doing this for one another for 2,000 years, and we continue that story today. I, I find that amazing. Anyway, and it says, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Um, now, encouragers, my observation is they are givers at heart, and I'm not just talking finance, so don't hear that and don't hear this as, as a request for money. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, there's, there's all these other examples of Barney and the way that he lives his life that that show he just has this mindset of giving away. So he, uh, he gives up prominence. He's willing to give up his reputation to take a risk on other people. He's willing to give up where he lives even. He moves multiple times. Uh, he's willing to forgive. So it was just how he approached um, life. And I was trying to like nail that down to like, what does that actually mean? And I think at least one of the things it means is there was an other-centeredness to Barnabas. And it, it, it kind of overflowed in his life that his, his focus was not about building himself up, storing up for himself and building up his own reputation and building up his own list of achievements. His focus was on building others up and building up God's church. And um, I know some of you are naturals at this and, it, and it, you do it without even thinking about it. It's like breathing for you. But for me, that doesn't come naturally. And maybe for one or two others who are watching this as well, it doesn't come naturally to you. Um, my focus, and sometimes maybe our focus, can tend to be on ourselves a lot of the time. And I have a tendency to do this even more so when I'm under stress, which is what I imagine most of us are under at the moment. Um, that's when I can kind of curve inwards on myself and become uh, self-absorbed. And there's this thing about water that when it stops having a flow to it, an outflow it ends up becoming stagnant and uh, when it's stagnant then it becomes a breeding ground for mosquitoes and, and other pests and I think the same is true for us as Jesus's people you know he pours his love into us he pours his encouragement into us he emboldens us and he gives us his comfort but the part of the purpose of that is for our own sake but part of the purpose of that is that we might be a channel for his love towards others and the, um, you know, it says elsewhere in scripture that we are to comfort others with the comfort that we ourselves have received. So I've been aware that this is a danger for me. And one of the things in the last week I've tried to say as, I, as I've started the day um, is my honest feeling has been, I haven't got much to give today. Um, I'm emotionally tired. 
I'm physically tired. I feel like my day is already too busy. Um, I don't feel like I really want to give anything away. And I, the temptation for me is to squirrel up the reserves that I have and just try and hold them for myself. And um, I've been aware that one of the big battles for me um, is the battle to give my life away, to, to prefer other people. And so at the start of my day, that's what I've been saying to, to Jesus is, Lord, I want to serve you today. And I want to lay, lay down my life for you today prefer others, strengthen others, give what I have, um, though it might not be much to bless them, would you help me? And when I look at people like Barney, who did this for the whole of his life, and I look at some of you, I'm inspired and I want to get there. And I've discovered very slowly, it's taken me a while to learn this, that the way I get there is one day at a time, choosing to be a giver today. So that's his mindset. And then I think the way that it works out for Barney in practice, uh, at least one of the things is he, and I don't know if he would have used this phrase, but he seems to have had this approach that he was trying to help people become the best version of themselves. And you see him do that with lots of, lots of individuals, but, but probably the best one is Saul. Um, Saul was murdering Christians. He was persecuting the church. And then he encountered Jesus for himself in Acts chapter nine on the road to Damascus. And then he eventually returned to Jerusalem, but none of the church in Jerusalem wanted to, to go near him. You know, think of Saul like the, the henchman of the high priest. It's like if you've ever watched James Bond, there's a baddie and the baddie always has like a like a henchman. And um, it would be like MI6 suddenly sort of deciding to trust the henchman of the baddie. You don't you don't want to go near this guy, but Barney's willing to do it. And so Barney goes and finds Saul, believes in him stands up for him to the rest of the church, champions him and fights his corner and eventually um, pours his life into, Paul and Barnabas become friends. Uh, they, they, they journey together all over, the, all over the Mediterranean and Barney serves Paul. And eventually Saul ends up, Saul or Paul, he's got both names in, in Acts. Um, he ends up becoming the great, you know, the great missionary of the church. He ends up planting churches everywhere. He ends up writing a huge proportion of what became the New Testament. And uh, he, he lives this life that has a massive impact. But right, right behind Paul, standing in the shadows, is Barnabas. And I heard somewhere that the Metropolitan Police have this little saying, every contact leaves a trace. Every contact leaves a trace. And, I, I, and I've been thinking about that with the people that I do life with, but also the people I come into contact with. How can their contact with me build them up? How can it strengthen them? And one of the things that I've been I'm trying to do, and I do it clumsily and clunkily because I'm not very good, but is just um, reflect back to people the good that I see in them. Catch them doing something right. This is in you. I see it. I love it. I just want to encourage you that I think it's an amazing thing. Help people become the best version of themselves. The final thing that I think you see in Barney is that if, if he airs on one side of the line between... Um, uh, well, it's not really a line, but he always airs towards grace for people. He always has grace. That's why the reading for today is 1 Corinthians 13 about love and how love is something that you can't do in a hit and run. Uh, it involves patience. It involves kindness. It involves forgiveness. Uh, it inv involves not being self-seeking. Um, it's all of those things. Encouragement. You can do it briefly. Every contact leaves a trace. But there'll be some people that were called to get beside long term and journey with them for the long haul. 
and Barney was able to do that. So the final example of that that I'll give is Acts chapter 15. There's the guy called John Mark who went on an earlier mission with them and abandoned it. We don't know the reason, but it doesn't seem like it was a good one. Um, Paul, in this occasion, didn't want to take him on a second missionary journey, but Barney said, no, I'm going to, and he stuck with him. And by the by, John Mark ended up writing the Gospel of Mark. So although Barnabas never wrote any of the New Testament that we're aware of, that we are aware of, uh, one third of the New Testament was written by people that he encouraged. How do we do this for the long haul? One of the things we do is we make sure when people make mistakes, there's always a way back, that we're a safe person, that we're a forgiving person. I'll finish with this story. I heard a little while ago that uh, I heard it from Rob Parsons in a talk that he was giving, talked about a lady who uh, she grew up, uh, she had a daughter, her daughter um, at the age of 18 just decided to turn her back on her faith, turn her back on her family, and she left. And um, every night, so they had no contact from her, every night uh, for, for years, this woman would say to her husband, just before we go to bed, she would say, just leave the porch light on, just make sure you leave the porch lights on. And then at Christmas, every year, she would put a little Christmas tree out in the front yard with lights, like she used to do when their girl was young. And then eventually after six years, this girl had a massive turnaround and she came back and um, she was reconciled with her parents. She gave her life to Jesus again. And she said to them, sometimes at two and three o'clock in the morning, I would drive to the street and I would sit in the darkness outside and I would look at all the houses and every single house was pitch black. Apart from your house, there was the light left on outside and I knew you'd left on for me. Always leave the light on for people, even when they turn away and even when they're ungrateful. Always leave a light on and always leave a way back. Why? We will have an impact in this way, but that's not the reason why. The reason why is that is how Jesus has loved us. And we want to love others how he has loved us. How can we live well in these days? Be an encourager of other people.